to paraphrase Bruce Pearl, Alabama smashed Auburn last night. Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, Bruce Pearl is mad as hell, and he's not going to take it anymore. Uh, uh, what's he, he upset about? Um, he thought the officiating was a joke. We'll get into that in a minute. Let's talk some positivity to start off with. Well, he's probably, um, he's probably Javon, right, but I didn't notice. <laughs> I guess I'm just used to it. I think I think we're all okay with SEC officiating being terrible across the board. So that's why it's almost humorous that anybody is complaining about it on any level. But anyway, it only creates um, a competitive advantage for the teams who defend by by fouling, which and there are a couple of teams in this league that do that. And some will remain all anonymous. You put a U in front of the in back of the A on the anonymous. If you, anyway, um, okay, so. Javon Quinterly, huge bright spot last night. This is a guy that, if you remember before the first Alabama-Auburn game, he got in a little Twitter spat with a couple of Auburn players. He said, prepare to lose by 30, which, of course, didn't happen. Um, and he didn't play very well in that game. This game, though, he played lights out. Super, super happy for Javon Quinterly. Um, and I just thought he played with some tenacity. He played with an edge. Almost too much of an edge at one point, but he did play with an edge. Yeah, he's like, uh, I mean, I think I'm going to start referring to him as March Quinterly. I mean, the calendar turned to March, and it's a different Javon Quinterly. Um, you know, and, and we haven't talked about him enough all season. I think anyone that's been a little critical uh, forgets that I'm not even sure how he's playing at all, much less at this level. He played in what, like the fourth or fifth game of the season when I thought we wouldn't see him. I mean, initially, I thought we wouldn't see him until January at the earliest. Uh, after his injury and instead he's back in November and not only is he back he was playing at a high level at times but now he's completely back uh super quick uh healthy as ever he's our, our I mean he's 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 our March player uh he was two years ago uh he was pretty good last year in the postseason but now uh man what a what a duo he is with Brandon Miller uh you know Miller didn't really have his best stuff last night, but it's Quinterly. I mean, we don't we don't win the game without him. I've said that several times this year, and uh, that's two games in a row. I, I don't think Luke that we beat Arkansas uh, without Quinterly. Uh, he, he sort of took over the the, the second half of that game. Uh, you know the last uh, you know the last home game. So, wow, Javon March Quinterly. Yep, I was muted. Jamarch Quinterly. How about that? Jamarch Quinterly? Not bad. Not bad. Okay. Uh, I like it. Jamarch Quinterly. Okay. We'll um, go with that. Jamarch. Meanwhile, it should be noted we are the outright SEC champions. I mean, that's that should be noted. <laughs> Hooray. I mean, that's a big deal. And here's something I, I did an instant reaction to you last night, Jimmy. That's why the show sucked. Good, but I did an instant reaction. Thing. It's a good thing I was not on the, the show. I had I over celebrated big time. <laughs> I was overserved. Well, who were you with? Myself. Um, literally, literally, what happens? I should sue myself for a what us lawyers call a dram shop action. 
about the, the two so, lawyers that listen to the show are laughing really hard right now. So, um, you know, we do win the SEC. And one thing I mentioned on the, uh, the Re- Instant Reaction podcast last night was please don't lose sight of this because I'm going to tell you something. I'm making this prediction early. I don't know that we'll do another podcast because I've got a lot of AHSA stuff tomorrow. So I don't know that we'll do another podcast before the Alabama A&M game. So I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. A&M is going to beat the fire out of Alabama on Saturday. I wholeheartedly believe this. This is not me trying to do a reverse jinx. I am a believer in the reverse jinx. I'm not trying to do one right here. I just want to tell you, AM's going to beat us like a rented mule on Saturday. Alabama has been, you know, been awesome all year, right? I mean, they've been awesome. These last three games after, you know, the new revelations or old slash new revelations have come out about the Brandon Miller deal. Um, this team has played with the weight of the world and the weight of the media on its shoulders. And, and it's more and more and more difficult to deal with. The enormity of it all is, has swallowed this team whole just about. And you can see, look, against South Carolina, that was the worst team we played these last three, right? South Carolina was. Mm-hmm. And it took everything we had and really everything the player had to beat them. Against Arkansas, we're down a double digits in the first half, and we make a furious comeback and then almost give up uh, when we're up double digits and lose that game. Against Auburn, we're down 17 at home with about 10 minutes to go. And, I mean, it's just a gutty, gritty, tough effort that, that not even behind Brandon Miller necessarily, who hit some big free throws, but um, that, that allows us to win that game. And I'm telling you, this team is going to have a big exhale. And I think um, Saturday we're going to get it handed to us. I'm not – again, I, I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying I think it will happen. I then we can hit a reset button going into the SEC tournament. Unfortunately for us, the number one seed means you probably play Arkansas or Mississippi State uh, in the first round. And both those teams fight us tooth and nail, and we have a relationship, a rocky relationship with those programs. So I feel like uh, that may be tough as well next Friday. But I'm hoping by the time the first round rolls around, we have officially reset, and then we're back to being the Bama we know we can be. Uh, I like that script. I hope. I hope. My hope is. And by the way, I, I, I agree that Alabama's going to lose at A and M Saturday. Uh, I, I think it's taken. I think the team willed itself to win the last three games. I think they willed themselves to win. Uh, they have not played great in a while. And, and, and I do think the off-court distractions a little bit, and uh, it's probably the worst they've played. It just shows how literal great – I mean, if you're a champion, you're a great team. Uh, this is a great team. that, that We can officially call them that now. That They were a great a, – a, they are a great Alabama basketball team. Uh, they're champions of the SEC. Uh, I, there's no reason to will yourself to a win Saturday, uh, so therefore I don't think they will do that. I think that they will play bad and lose, uh, unlike the last three games where they didn't play well and won. Uh, I, I don't see that happening Saturday. I'll be I'll be really surprised and impressed uh, if if they just win because they can press a button and win games. Uh, I, I, it, I'll be really impressed. I'm with you, Luke. I think the challenge will be okay hitting a reset button because the postseason, the SEC tournament, and the NCAA tournament is going to take Alabama playing at a different level than they have. Uh, they, they they have to 
get back to playing their best basketball. And we've seen them play their best. Uh, they're incredibly difficult for a, a college basketball team to beat. Uh, so I think it will be the challenge, uh, assuming that loss on Saturday is hitting a reset button. It's not vital that you do so for the SEC tournament, uh, but it is for the next tournament because literally uh, your your season can be defined. I've been saying that all year, but, you know, when you win the SEC, Luke, uh, I think it's unfair to say the NCAA tournament will define this team forever um, because they are champions forever. They're champions. Nothing that happens in the NCAA tournament will change the fact that uh, that they're SEC champions, and that's a big deal here. It is only uh, – I think I counted this up last night before the uh, 88 beers. Um, I think uh, it is the seventh SEC championship in the last 60 years – seventh in 60 years so because I'm, I'm not counting all that stuff in the 30s 40s and 50s um i mean i'm just counting kind of the 1960s forward <laughs> it is just the seventh sec title so it needs to be celebrated yeah it really does and um, again i want people to understand that no matter what happens against a&m no matter what happens in sec tournament no matter what happens in ncaa tournament is a success Really, it's a success. Enjoy it, revel in it, uh, be happy about it. Don't let anybody tell you differently. You you won the SEC. And here's one more thing I want to throw out there. Um, I had some Auburn fans uh, contact me last night. And they they were you know Javon Crenley throws the ball ahead of Janai Broom. That's not really what happened, by the way. He was trying to throw the ball. He was wondering if he's going to be out of bounds, so he wanted to throw it off out of bounds off of him, and it hit his elbow, not his head. But that doesn't matter. Um, but they, they were upset. I was thinking, you know, really no Auburn fans or Alabama fans should be upset about anything right now. You know who should be upset? Kentucky fans. They got more talent than both of us. And we're the two teams in this state that have been winning titles. That's a big deal. And it, and it certainly was an intense, fun environment last night. I say fun. I was closing my eyes during most of the game, so it wasn't as fun as I thought. But uh, I need to tell everybody about FanDuel before I – go down this rabbit hole. I'm going to go ahead and do it. FanDuel, look, you can be a new customer there and you can get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's both back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained to rebounds made to whatever. Corralled, I should say. Corralled, that's better. Um, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at an even bigger payout with same game parlay. That's when you can, you know, merge all these different bets and you can make a ton of money. So don't miss the chance to get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel.com slash locked on. You can go there and learn more. You will love it. It's a lot of fun. Go check out that app. Make every moment more with Fanduel, which is an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also, go check out Locked On College Basketball. We're right here at tournament time. They're part of the Locked On family. Go check them out. You will really enjoy their podcast. All right, Jimmy, I want to keep talking basketball here for a second. A few more things. Um, and then I'm also going to sneak in my review of Caleb Holt, the fresh dynamic freshman from Buckhorn uh, that I got to call yesterday. So the one thing, Brandon Miller, it was funny, um, didn't win freshman of the week or player of the week last week. He had 41 points, 24 points against South Carolina, Arkansas, respectively. Last night he has 17 points and eight boards. But I'm going to say this. I think Auburn may have done the best job on Brandon Miller in two games this year. They did a great job on him. I mean, the first game he 
he was a factor, but not the factor necessarily. Um, he had some moments of so certainly a posterizing dunk uh, in that first game. But this game, I mean, he really – and he deserves credit for this, but he did a lot of his damage from the free throw line. Um, I also want to give a monster shout-out to Jaden Bradley. I thought Jaden Bradley uh, grew up a lot. He hit some free throws late, and here's what I really like. We've had Mark Sears hit free throws late recently. Uh, Brandler's been doing consistently all year, and now Jaden Bradley's doing it too. Yes, he missed one of them late, but I can live with that. And so I'm glad to see that Javon Quinterly actually hit some good free throws too. So um, I'm feeling like this team is is beginning to deal with some pressure. And uh, look, anytime you can come back from 17 down with 10 minutes to go, that's a big deal. Especially with the championship on the line. Let's give Auburn credit. I mean, this is a good team. I mean, they're good. They're they're probably in the NCAA tournament and and might win a game or two. I mean, this is a good team with good players. Uh, they seem to play well against Alabama. Uh, certainly did last night. Uh, they look like a, a good NCAA tournament team last night. They can defend. They're really athletic. Uh, I thought their big guys played well last night. They were dif- difficult to de- defend. Uh, you know, and again, uh, Alabama, I, you know, we missed Charles Bediaco down the stretch, uh, you know, for that little brouhaha uh, that happened. And, uh, you know, this team really does need a, a, to, to hit a reset button, though. Uh, and, and not, not as, and I don't mean that as critical. I just mean this is a season. Uh, I mean, these seasons are long. We started playing back in the first week of November. I mean, this is how long the season's been going on. I think we were playing something like, I, I mean, I can't even remember. We, I think we played LSU in football when this basketball season started. That's how long ago. We were playing LSU in football, I think, when – when we, uh, uh, you know, and then a week later, we start playing college basketball. So it is a long season and it's been made longer by our, uh, we have never had a player arrested for capital murder in, in the midst of a season of basketball, football, or any sport uh, ever at Alabama uh, for them to deal with that level of distraction and still win the SEC is an absolutely amazing accomplishment and it is a team it's not the brandon miller show once again last night it wasn't the brandon miller show uh the team won the game several clutch free throws javon quinterly playing his probably his best game of the year uh he's the one that stepped up last night when when the team needs to win a game next time maybe it's not the brandon miller show again it could be any any number of players that step up and play big so uh boy what a team a championship team, and again, I want to say, regardless of what happens the rest of the season, uh, they'll always be the SEC champions twice in the past three years. Incredible program that uh, Nate Oates is building. Um, and we could go on and on about this game. I mean, how many times in a basketball game do you see um, uh, the number two team in the country get down by 17, and with 10 minutes to go, they come back and win after – two of their very key contributors are ejected for crossing half court um, with the other team having three guys foul out. The game goes into overtime. Auburn, first three-point shooting teams in the country, they go 12 for 20. Uh, Alabama is some, some kind of ridiculously terrible uh, at, at three-pointers these last three games, yet they still find a way to win. Um, it says a lot about the resolve of this team. One correction I need to make about yesterday's podcast, I talked about Cade Phillips and how Cade Phillips was on the same team as Chase McCarty for Mr. Christian. Of course, my wires crossed. And again, I've been calling a lot of basketball games. Cade Phillips played for Jacksonville, who beat Chase McCarty and Westminster Christian last year. And Jacksonville 
and Westminster are going to have a rematch. Of course, Cade Phillips no longer there, so that's not going to be a thing. But Chase McCarty, who I talked about and absolutely loved, uh, will be playing, and I'm just tomorrow night for a state championship game. You can catch it on PBS. Now, I got to call Caleb Holt yesterday from Buckhorn. Jimmy, I got to walk next to him. I, I'm 6'5", right at 6'5", maybe plus or minus. He's equal to my height. His frame for a ninth grader is almost like a college sophomore basketball player. He's got hops for days. He can hang in the air. He had 33 points and 14 rebounds as a ninth grader playing in the state semifinals of six-day basketball. He'll move on to play for the state championship against Mountain Brook on Saturday. I get to call that game. I'm looking forward to it. The Buckhorn crowd was the best crowd that I've seen so far at the this year's finals. Uh, and Mountain Brook always brings a huge crowd because they're, they're right there. So that's going to be amazing. Um, Buckhorn's already played Mountain Brook and beaten them this year. So that's also interesting. Um, but Caleb Holt, Jimmy, monster, monster problem. He had 13 free throws in a row at one point. Um, super stroke, can hit the three, can hit uh, a mid-range jumper. That may <laughs> disqualify him from being in Alabama. But um, You're out. You're yeah, out. He is amazing. Um, if the NBA does get rid of that one-and-done rule and they just say you can come on after high school or whatever, he would be a threat if you ask me. Um, he's got room to grow. Uh, I, I, I was as blown away by him as just about any player I've ever seen in this tournament. Um, he was better. I remember being blown away by Reggie Ragland back in the day when he was a ninth grader and his team uh, played for a state championship. This was a much better performance. Reggie Ragland looked like a football player who was just a really good basketball player too. This guy looks like basketball all day. He's a leader. Um, yeah, he made some mistakes because he is a ninth grader. But, uh, man, you want to watch something fun, you check out Mountain Brook uh, against Buckhorn on Saturday at 2.15 from Legacy Arena. You can catch it on PBS. By the way, a uh, personal note, I will be calling the 1-8 Boys and Girls Championships on PBS tonight. Looking forward to that. And also the uh, 3A Girls and Boys Championships on PBS tomorrow. Uh, and then I'll be doing all the radio uh, for the rest of the time on Saturday. So, I'm going to be kind of busy. But um, anyway, I just wanted to throw out that review of him. He's he's amazing. Uh, you, you're going to hear about this kid a lot. We need to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the new coaching hires. But right now, I want to tell everybody about You know how I feel about Built Bars. They're absolutely delicious, nutritious, and scrumptious. Jimmy's nodding. He knows. He knows what I mean. Oh, they're good. Um, they're good stuff. You can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Amazon. You can get them at Built.com. You can get them at Sam's Club. And look, wherever you get them, they're going to be just as good. Uh, as anywhere else. I'm telling you, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, got flavors like churro and peanut brownie and nut almond and all these things. And look, it's so much better for you than a candy bar. So just go get one. It's just like a candy bar, but without all the crud. I mean, they, these are good for you and these will help you lose weight. Um, and, and they're just perfect. Go check out built.com or head to Amazon, head to Walmart, head to Lifetime Fitness where I built bars sometimes. Head to Sam's Club. You can get them in bulk there. You're going to love these things. Built.com is where you really want to go uh, and check these out. So Built Bar, they're delicious. Go get you some. All right, Jimmy, Alabama, uh, one coach leaves, one coach comes in, Sal Sinceri, headed to Colorado. Um, and, you know, okay, he's going from an off-the-field role to on-the-field role is the way I understand it. Going to make a load of money the way I understand it. He's 
great recruiter, and Colorado is all about recruiting right now. I, I mean, more power to Meanwhile, Alabama's going to bring in Charlie Strong. How do you feel about these two moves? Yeah, real high-profile stuff. I mean, you can't fault Sal at all. Uh, I mean, he wants to coach on the field, and, and Colorado gives him that opportunity, and that opportunity went in there at Alabama. So he uh, uh, will work for Dion at what is a, a real impressive uh Start. I'll just say, and since I know Auburn fans are listening because of the basketball game, I, I do think Hugh Freeze is a good hire. I mean, I do. I think Hugh Freeze is a good coach, and I think that's a good hire. But as an Alabama fan, I'm glad Auburn didn't hire Deion Sanders. I mean, I'm glad they didn't uh, because Deion would worry me uh, in terms of I believe Deion's going to be a major force in recruiting and that Colorado, I'll predict right now, Colorado will sign a top 10 class, which is just absolutely unheard of. I mean, uh, if you'd have told me before Colorado hired Deion that they would recruit at a top 10 level, I would tell you that's literally impossible. But I think he will. And I think the South Sinceri hire is uh, more proof. Of, uh, of, of the quality of program Dion's building. It's not just flash. It is, I mean, those are two good Alabama coaches. Charles Kelly and Sal Sinceri are really outstanding coaches because they're good coaches on the field and they're good recruiters. Uh, now, Alabama adding Charlie Strong is a good replacement for Sal in the sense that it's another big name. It, it's going to help us in recruiting because kids that come to campus will see that Charlie Strong is a part of things at Alabama. It's a second go around here. Uh, Charlie obviously has been around the sport for a long time and and just having another set of eyes in the building who have been a head coach, uh, who's seen it all, done it all, recruited, coached, head coach, uh, and, 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 you know, a, a famous name in the game. Obviously, uh, Alabama and Nick Saban liked what he did here the first time around or he wouldn't be back. So uh, he's also tight with Kevin Steele and someone that Kevin Steele trusts. And uh Hey, when you're you're coordinating the Alabama defense, you need as much uh, as as much you know. Uh, he's he's just another good person to lean on because Charlie would be more than qualified to be the defensive coordinator at Alabama himself, uh, and it's just one more brain in the defensive meeting rooms that's going to be very uh, helpful. So, uh, good pickup for Alabama and good for Sal, uh, who clearly wants to continue coaching on the field. Uh, I read one person upset that he would leave us for Colorado. I'm like, you don't. He's left a $60,000 job for a $600,000 job. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, and look, again, you're happy for him. You never know. He might be back. I mean, that's the thing, guys. Don't – it's sort of like um, with employees. You don't want to burn any bridges. You just don't because you never know. You might get guys back. And um, we've had we've been recycling coaches – like you wouldn't believe. So we, Sal Sinceri may make his way back to Tuscaloosa someday. So don't be calling him a whatever, because look, it's just the way it is. I mean, coaches move around and, uh, and players move around and you never know. You may have a player transfer out and transfer back and transfer again. And here we go. It's a quantum leap around here. It's like so, quantum leap around here. <laughs> all right. Jimmy, SEC champs, I'm going to go enjoy this a little bit more. Uh, regardless of what happens against Texas A&M, going to go uh, to the AHSA finals again today, watching some more kick-butt basketball. Anybody that's there, if you happen to see me, give me a shout-out to talk to you. Uh, until next time, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.